Tyler slapped me. Hi. Oh, a clap. Oh, I'm gonna you up Um. Hi. <clears throat> Hello. Welcome oh. to um. Welcome to my podcast. Well, so I have recorded an intro episode and then I'm planning on writing a description for each each episode, kind of introducing the guest. But, you know, you are my first episode. I know. So this is a honor. I know. Well, I knew that we would have a good talk. Yeah, we we've been um, like we're due for a good talk. Yeah, we are. We could have an hour and a half of us just catching up about about life. (laughs) Exactly. And that's why I was like, I feel like you're the perfect person to um, start off this series that I'm doing. And also because even though maybe your trajectory has been kind of the way it's supposed to be, you didn't end up where you're supposed to be. If that makes sense. How has it been the way? <laughs> well, like you did, you know, you finished your undergrad, you got a master's degree, but like, oh, true. You know what I mean? I so did. it's like it is. Yeah. Yeah, but I checked, it also isn't. I checked some boxes, but it, it also did. isn't. Exactly, yeah. and so I thought yeah. that that would be. <laughs> I thought that looking over all of the boxes, I got things done. Yeah. <laughs> my own way. <laughs> yeah, in a in a different way. Your path wasn't straightforward that's definitely correct I would yeah. agree with you on that. and yeah. let me just say I was thinking about it before we um started speaking 10 minutes ago mm-hmm. um <laughs> that I had like I feel like I had the perfect prep day for it because I had like the most nostalgic day today where it was just raining and I listened to like yoga meditation music <laughs> 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 And I just had like one of those like really sentimental days where I like read old birthday cards and like oh journal. And so I was like my twenties. <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah, you looked back on every birthday and what you did each year. That's like every year yeah. we look back on every New Year's Eve that we've done. Yeah, that's correct. Like literally every December thirty first, we're like. We go back, oh, 2017, we were doing this. 2016, we were doing this. We have no reason to do that. I don't know why we do it, but every single year, we, like, list what we did (laughs) the previous year. Like, why is that relevant? It's the same shit that we did the year before. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We're like, it never changes. It never changes. Montreal and the year before, the last two years was nothing was nothing exactly and I think everybody especially after the pandemic everybody's just itching to do something extravagant something different something not the same I know I remember when you guys well I initially told Peter that he has to come to um Canada for New Year's right and then you guys did a 180 and you're like let's go to Europe and I was like Peter we're going to they're coming to Europe and he's like I just what I just committed so I thought we're going to Canada yeah and then we did another 180 and was like let's go to California of course I know shocking (laughs) shocking so we'll see by December where we actually end up yeah yeah we will yeah, we'll see. But I still do think you That's should somewhere. come home. Yeah, I'll come. I will come home at some okay. point for Christmas. I'll come home at, um, for Christmas. And I mean, Peter should too. But I don't know if I, yeah, no, he definitely will also. But I don't know if, <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> you guys will figure it out. Because <laughs> like, I also have this really unfortunate timing, as you know, of my last trip home where like my, like Christmas, coincides with me renewing my visa <laughs> oh yes 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 it's not my favorite timing um yeah yeah keep us posted yeah. for sure how are you I'm fabulous I am same old same old literally nothing, nothing is new for me except this podcast this is new this is this new. Is new big and new this is big and new I'm a podcast girl now, and that's kind of cool. Yeah, you're reinventing yourself. Yeah, I mean, I think I kind of look at it more as like a creative outlet. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, which I mean, I always had like a very narrow view of what creativity was and what was. And so I guess I kind of just like in my mind, like creativity was synonymous with like artsy Mm -hmm. And like, oh, to be creative, you know, you are or you write or you music, you know, like like this. Did you just say you you art? Yeah, you are. You are or you music (laughs) or you write. (laughs) You do one of those big three. Or you movie. Yeah. (laughs) You TV. (laughs) Exactly. Um, But no, that's. Um, in fact, not the definition of creativity. I looked it That's up, correct. actually. Yeah, yeah, I've written papers on that and stuff. I'm wow, a- see, I knew you'd be the perfect. But actually, I find it, like, I, that's one of the things that I found, like, really nice about the lockdown. I feel like more in the first one, because there was this, like, you know, people weren't exhausted. People were like, I, I really noticed that in the first lockdown that people were really picking up creative um, like endeavors everywhere. Yeah. I started, I opened my sketchbook and I went to the park and I was like, I'm gonna sketch a beautiful flower. And I, did, <laughs> and I tried it and it was so ugly. I literally, just, I stopped and I'm like, I can't. You're like, oh, this and isn't me, this ain't it. I was like, I can't sketch. I just had this like really romantic vision of myself going and being like a girl who sketches. (laughs) Anyways, you found your creative outlet. Yeah, I found my creative outlet, which is to have this project and just have this thing. Um, so I feel like I wanted to kind of start with kind of our background story and our history. And I felt like that would lead us into the beginning of your now. Yeah, the yeah. beginning of the end. Um, and that starts with our brothers were friends. Our brothers were friends. I was going to say it starts with business class. It does start with business class. Um, our journey begins in September 2008. Um, we're both entering high school, grade nine. Yeah. I come home from school one day to have mm. Charlie Foster sitting on my couch with my brother. And they tell me that, hey... Shout out to Charlie Foster. Hey, Charlie's sister, whose also name is Sarah, mm-hmm. is also starting grade nine, Melton District High School. You should find her and be friends with her. Okay, no problem. And that's what you did. And that's exactly <laughs> what I did. <laughs> you tracked me down. I did. I found out that she was in my business class. Yeah. Um, okay. So okay. The point, Sarah yes. Kari comes up to me. Comes up to me. I corner her I, in the I, hall I, at the lockers. I don't so think. she stops me in the hallway and is like, you're Charlie Foster's sister, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I speaking with? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't remember the rest of the conversation. I said so all that. I remember, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, I just said you that um, our brothers said that we should be friends. So like, you're like, okay, <laughs> like sick. And we are like, should we be friends? <laughs> should we be like, friends? Yeah, I guess so. And okay. we, that was... No, I think I was, I think I was really stoked because I had one friend. Shout yeah. out to... Jesse Saliba. Um, I had, yeah, one friend and you had a lot. You were like a popular girl. So I was like, sure, I'll be friends with you. Sure, I'll be friends with her. <laughs> I'll use you to make friends for sure. Yeah. yeah um, yeah. and then yeah, so we went through high school together. We were together we high school and then yeah, 24-7. Do, 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 it's 2012. Graduate. Oh, yeah. Oh, skip forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't I didn't, didn't think we were gonna now. reminisce. Oh okay, yeah, it's in twenties. I forgot. We're still we're 18. Yeah, let's move yeah. on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can skip the 14 to 15. Now we're 18. Now we're 18. And it's time to go off to school. And where do you head after you graduate high school? I went to U of T in Toronto. For what? Like, what was your original program? Yeah, I think my original... Okay, so at U of T, I think you just... I think I just applied to, like, humanities. It was, like, a humanities program. Because I was still acting at the time. And so I thought, like, oh, I can dabble. Yeah. And I can act and stuff. Um, Cut to... (laughs) a year later. 
so, okay. So I ended up, I think doing philosophy and, um, no, I did like a ton of random stuff, like humanities in my first year. Okay. And then, um, yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, or actually just clarify, was it okay. after your first semester or after your first year where you decided you were going to take a break? Yeah, it was after my first year. So basically I feel like what happened, all I remember, I have this like very clear memory of just being home in Milton and sitting in the living room and like being like, all I want to do is focus on my acting. Why am I even in school? Like, so <laughs> so, <laughs> so melodramatic. melodramatic, like so melodramatic. Um, and uh, so I did. So it was my mom at that point. She was like, she's not your mom anymore. She was at that point. She was my mom. My mother at the time. I have disowned her since yeah. then. So <laughs> I, I love that woman. We all love that woman. We do. Um, but uh, but no, she was the one that was like, just take a year off. Like, shut up. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, and I was like, oh, yeah. That's something cool. I can do? Sure. Oh, okay. sure. I'll do that. And it's so funny because I feel like all of us took, okay, so you took time off, right? You took a year off and switched. No, girl. <laughs> I wish I had. I wish I had. I, <clears throat> yeah, I wanted to. I came back from my first year of university out in BC. I came back and I was just mentally not there. I was mentally very okay. distraught and I was like, I need time. Um off I can't do this right now my mom said no oh, <laughs> she was like yeah. I know you if you take time off you're never going back and you need to go back mm-hmm. and I'm like first of all you're not paying for my school OSAP is so I'm accumulating so more OSAP debt. tells me what to do <laughs> yeah so like <laughs> who are you to tell me yeah. that uh, I have to accumulate more debt when I don't want to I want to take a break um but I listened to her because she's my mother and yeah as, though, as we do as we do so yeah I in fact at that point I did not take time off but you did so let's go back to oh okay <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Because all I was saying with that is like all of us in some way, I feel like, let me just think about our friends. I guess Slow didn't. Slow did not, but Jesse did. But Jess did. You and I did. Kim did. um, Kez, I guess, didn't either. But like there was a lot of, you know, because like, yeah, there was a lot of moving around. There was a lot of moving around. And I think that was, that's kind of like a central point to the podcast is that like you know we are socialized and brought up to think that like after we graduate the next logical step is Mm -hmm. go to school get your degree whether it's college whether it's university you go and you Mm -hmm. do that and then you hop into a career but at 18 who the heck are we to know what we want to do for the next 50 years and so you get all of that inner turmoil yeah, and yeah, and not an eighteen man because Bailey, my cousin, um, she is seventeen now. Oh my god! Is she Wait, is she seventeen? Is she eighteen? No, she's seventeen now. And I feel like when she was sixteen, she was. I mean, she's a very like she's a very smart girl. She's like on top of her shit. So I think she was thinking about it earlier than mm-hmm. most. Um, but basically. I think at 17 in like a grade 11 you feel like you have to take certain courses courses, right and there's not a lot of freedom I think in other like in the German system there's a lot of freedom to sort of change your mind and you're not Mm -hmm. sort of stuck into one um, thing because like you say I think it's impossible like nobody's trajectory is linear you know what I mean it's impossible to know what you want to do at that age Um, and that was my advice to Bailey was just like whatever you do make a decision that leaves as many doors open as possible yeah and just stay open to what happens because it's the only way I think that I mean obviously there's those lucky people who I would um (laughs) I would agree with that because yeah because you never you never know. So some programs have prerequisites and some don't. And if you don't know what you want to do, like, how are you going to figure out how, like what? So you're just going to fulfill all prerequisites 
prerequisites that are required to then make an option of where you're going to apply and where you're going to go. Like, I just think that's why we get a lot of that kind of confusion, that stress and anxiety. Like, is, did I make the right choice? Is this really what I want? And you get a lot of, um, you get a lot of dropouts or breaks, taking a semester off, a year off. But, but I also, I was going to say, I also decided on U of T as opposed to, I remember Ryerson was an option for a filmmaking program. And I thought if I go to Ryerson, then I'm locked into film, you know? Right. And, and then you're there. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Like you're, you're a filmmaker <laughs> and I'm a filmmaker <laughs> and look at me today. I'm not a filmmaker. Not making any films. Not making one film. I watched one. So yeah, so that's why I chose UT and thank God because it gave me a lot more flexibility because basically, so yeah, so I took a year off. Um, Within that year, I did not act. In fact, my agent dropped me. Yes. <laughs> <So>. Plot twist. <laughs> so much for focusing on acting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, when I decided to backpack, which obviously was like much more important than most things. So, and- so you took a year off and you decided to go backpacking for two months by yourself. Yeah. Where did you go? I did. Yeah, I did. Um, I went to mainly just Italy, Italy for six weeks and then France, the south of France for a week. And I decided to go by myself because I just thought there's nobody that I, (laughs) 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 I knew that I, I knew that I really, I just wanted it to be like a trip where I did what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I remember Kim was going, um, on our friend Kim was going on a trip with her friend, but I didn't know her friend. And so I thought, oh, I could join them, but then, you know, it might not be exactly yeah. what I want to do. So I felt like going by myself was the only way to, um, yeah, to do that, to have that. Yeah. Freedom. And so, do you feel like that trip helped you in any way, whether it's come over your indecision or figure out what you want, or did you like learn something new about yourself? Like, did that trip have a lasting impact? Would you say? Yeah, I think both of them, like, cause then I did the, the trip, when was that? 2017 or something by myself. And I think what you come away with is like, I remember feeling after both of them, just this feeling of like, I can do anything you know like if I can go to another I mean it's fucking Europe it's not like it's like (laughs) some like you know incredibly um you know shell or or culture shock shock worthy place um but doing it on my own I think really imparted me with this feeling of like oh my god I can take on the world you know yeah and um and yeah. And it's just like all you do when you travel and backpack for two months is you meet amazing people. So you meet people who are from all over the world who think differently from you. You experience the world. You, like it's huge, I think, in a lot of ways. And you connect with people. You're like seeing amazing things and like doing amazing things every day. Um, so then you come back and you're like, oh, <laughs> this oh. Is- it's about bottling this feeling in when you come back to your regular life you know what I mean because it's so easy to feel amazing and on a high when you're just obviously like Mm -hmm. but I also um I think that it sort of inspired me to to study art history when I came back because I didn't really like know that I was interested in it until in it until you went to Italy yeah as you know everybody I feel like has this (laughs) revelation my brother just had this (laughs) (laughs) when you spend a lot of time in Italy yeah because I remember you going and I was like oh my gosh this girl's gonna go backpacking (laughs) through Italy by herself because I'm not that kind of person I like my own company um yeah but like going to a foreign place by myself not knowing the language scares the bejesus Mm. out of me but yeah it was um it was like terrifying the first I just remember landing in Venice like as the plane was coming down I was like oh my god what did I get myself into am I doing but I 
I think um, I think that these moments are the best moments to put yourself really out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Because then you come out of it feeling like, oh wow, I can, I can, I did that. That's so cool. And also on the first one, like the first trip, like if you're staying in hospitals and stuff, I was alone for like four days out of that whole trip. You know, mm-hmm. like on my second trip, I was alone. I feel like I made the decision to be alone a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. But on the first one, I was like with people I met all the time. So, yeah. You but I mean, again, the differences <laughs> between you and I, like you are one of the most social people I've ever come across in my existence. You can make <laughs> friends within like three minutes of walking into a room. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is. Actually, you and Susie Mensa, who I'm going to have on my podcast as oh well. Oh, my God. She can make friends with a stranger walking past her on the street. Like I, maybe it's an Aquarius thing. I don't know. Oh, maybe it is. Maybe, but no, I'm a Capricorn. (laughs) I feel like my life would probably be easier (laughs) if I was an Aquarius. No, I'm not. But yeah, so you guys are just social butterflies, like just so charismatic. Mm. Everybody loves you when they meet you. And so, duh, you can go to a foreign country and meet people within two seconds and then travel with them for six weeks. And that's amazing. And that's what you did. I I do think, though, I I think, you know, obviously it, it definitely helps, but it is also just the setting you know because you have everybody and actually what's really amazing is that it was a lot of women traveling on their own mm-hmm. or young women like re- very rarely I felt like did I see guys doing it on their own which I felt was so badass and there's all these I don't know like women doing it solo but in the hostels you know it's that environment where everybody is going to meet people and a lot of people yeah. are solo travelers so you would be fine. Maybe. Either we'll way. See. Either, Either way. way. <laughs> if I ever decide to do it, um, I will probably be in like my 40s and probably like not in hostels. I love it. It would that, be though. inappropriate. No, it wouldn't be. I'm not 40 old. Um, okay, but if you think about it, let's say you're in a hostel and you're in the room, you're 23, you're in the room with a 41-year-old, you're thinking that that person is Uh, kind of weird like hey hang out with people your own age no No? you're like Reese Witherspoon and wild man Uh, never saw it never read it oh my god but didn't she just like wasn't she just on a trail hiking yes I mean yes she was but still they have the little um you know like campsites and stuff stopping along the way where she would tent she would tent Okay, people. I will watch it. Who? Okay, and what show was it where they try to have that wild moment? It was a show <laughs> where they were like, "Oh, I'm gonna go do this," and then they don't end up doing it, but they do everything up until that point. We don't, we don't cross over on shows too much. <laughs> uh, some of them we do yeah I watched both girls and Broad City because of you and those girls what was it It girls girls. no no girls was too early it wouldn't have been girls I have no idea I have no idea but it was a woman for sure who did this if only I knew who maybe somebody will listen to this and be like oh it was this also eat pray love duh I guess she wasn't hosteling. <laughs> she was just eating, yeah. praying, and loving. <laughs> no hostels. Gorgeous men. Okay. Well. Yeah. Circling back. So, so this it. is your. This Again. is your. Yeah. So we're we're. Thanks this is still the beginning of your trajectory. Mm-hmm. So you go to school for regular humanities. You take a year. You're like, nope. You like, take no. a year off. You go uh-huh. backpack then, Italy. Exactly. Come back. And then I came back and I made the mistake of taking a statistics course. Because <laughs> mm. <laughs> for a hot minute, I was like, I feel like everybody sort of experiences this. I know you did, uh, but you like properly studied psychology. I feel like everybody sort of goes through this, or I did at least, of like, 
I think my own psychology is interesting. Like the human brain is interesting. Like maybe I should study psychology. Yeah. (laughs) Kim was specializing in it it, and I thought, because I had settled on philosophy and I thought philosophy and psychology sounded really great. Um, Cut to me in a statistics class and then to me in a cognitive science class. And it's not for me. (laughs) Science. Science, who's that? Yeah. Not my calling. No. So I decided to do art history. I think partially because I had had this, you know, um, experience in Italy and partially because my boyfriend at the time was taking the intro art history course. So I was like, oh, okay. Why not? Um, So I was like, that's it. Um, And he got a better grade than me on the first assignment. And I was so pissed. (laughs) You didn't go to fucking Italy. (laughs) How did you get a better grade than me? You don't even care about art. It was this assignment where you had to just look at a piece of art for two hours and write down your like assessment of it. And he looked at it for like 15 minutes and I genuinely did the two hours and he got a better (laughs) grade. How dare he? The audacity. And then we broke up. Yeah. (laughs) So mad. Wait, Um, did you break up? Oh no. Oh, I'm like, wait, is this a different boyfriend that I don't know about? No, of course he would know about all of them. Oh, okay. That Um, was that was a joke. That was a joke. Okay. Sorry. It went over my head. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, then it was philosophy and art history until the end. Those two saw me through through to the end. And what were your next steps? You so what's next? You graduate university and, and then what? Yeah. Um, what did I do? Because I went, I guess I worked for a bit and then I went on birthright and that three month trip. So then, but I think that was, when was that? That's the trip you're talking about. So you take your birthright trip because you are Jewish. You, you have the birthright to go and visit Mm -hmm. Israel for free. That's how they get you. And go um, experience <laughs> the homeland. And go and experience the homeland. I did that. I did that. And then they give you the opportunity to extend your trip and fly out later. So I did that. So basically, that whole trip was three months, I think, or two and a half months or something like this. Um, then I was back. <laughs> and then I <laughs> and then I guess I I submitted my I was just working. And then uh, I applied for my master's programs. And that was. And that was that. You decided to go to a nice, prestigious university in Scotland. I did. I was like, "Mm, this one. I just picked it. That's the one. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, yep, you're the person that we want. Like, we have been waiting for your phone call. Thanks for finally applying. We've been keeping an eye on you. I know they they reached out to me and they were like, "When are you coming?" Yeah, uh, no, your birthright I, I, is done. Yeah, your birth. We noticed that you're done your birthright, so so head on over to oh, Scotland, girl. <laughs> Scotland is calling. Um, yeah, I applied to five schools, all in the UK, and I um, chose St Andrews because. It has a really great program, but also because it's so teeny and cute (laughs) and um, it's small Uh, and U of T is massive. And so U of T is, as you know, very impersonal, Mm -hmm. um, very huge, very sort of bureaucratic and St. Andrews. And because of that, we never had the sort of uni experience, you know, right. It's not the. You know, like Kez really had, well, I feel like a lot of, you had it as well, even in Kelowna, no? Sort of this res life. The res life? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, we had a, we had a res life. Yeah. We had a res life. I remember. I remember. I did have a res Um, life. Yeah. So I really like that idea about St. Andrews, that it, that it offered that and it was a really small um, community. It's like 8,000 students and 8,000 residents in the um in the town wow okay edit out all the rest and just give that little tagline I will but I think that even though you had 
you know, the stereotypical university undergrad experience, you got your master's degree. Um, but where, where are you now? What doing? What doing? Now I'm in Berlin, Berlin, Germany, Germany. Berlin, Germany, Europe. Yeah. Um, yes. Yes. Where do Here I you are. Where do you begin? Here I am. How did your uh, journey take you to Berlin, Germany? Yeah, it's a good question. Um Put yourself in this little town of St. Andrews. <laughs> I'm visualizing. Perfect. I'm Romantic. there. Um, no, I I met a man. <laughs> you met a man, as one does. As one does. And it's so funny. I have this memory of after we came back from Christmas break and talking to my friends. One of them was Peter, <laughs> who is now said man um and saying you know what guys like my mom said to me when I was home she's so right like I don't want to meet anyone here anyways because then <laughs> like then that would just be dramatic because then I wouldn't know where I was living and blah blah, blah. cut to a couple <laughs> months later <laughs> and we have not taken our own advice um yeah he is German himself um and then when we got together he we sort of said from the beginning, like if I went back to Canada, we wouldn't do that. Okay. Wasn't going to be a long distance. Wasn't going to fly. We both were not interested in long distance. Like it just didn't, you know, at this stage of my life, it just didn't appeal to me. I don't really know how it happened. Honestly, I think about this all the time. It's just sort of a blur because he was applying for a job in, in Munich. He had this one in Berlin and we had sort of been tossing around the idea of Berlin because Berlin is one of these cities that it is super international. You can get by with you no know, German. Um, everybody, you know, everyone knows someone who's in Berlin, I feel like, right? So mm -hmm. there were a lot of sort of potential connections and, and whatever. So it sounded like, you know, and it has a great art scene. So it sounded like a good place. I don't know. I actually don't know. <laughs> I don't like, remember. Okay, Berlin it is. <laughs> I don't think I like formally told anyone. <laughs> I think I was just like, so guys, um, yeah, in so a month. I'll be moving to Berlin in a month. Yeah, yeah. And I feel bad for my mom because I think like the, you know, I was pining after um, Peter for a little <laughs> while before we got together. <laughs> um, but I didn't, I didn't tell like my mom. And then it was all of a sudden she's dating someone and then she's moving to Berlin. And then it's like this whole, it's it true. You lot. guys had um, a bit of a whirlwind romance. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I was in, I was in Scotland for a couple months after I graduated and then I came back home and what did we do for New Year's? Oh no, I, <laughs> I left. I was in Berlin for New Year's. <laughs> what did we, what year was that? Not last year, pre-COVID. Oh. Like the one year before. You guys were, were you together? We were, but yeah. no, you were there. No, I wasn't there. I was in, I came to. Are we talking about 2018 or 2019? 2019. That was not Spice Root? Oh, no, no. Spice Root was the year that I came back from Scotland. No. That was 2018. 2019. 20. <laughs> Rack your brain. <laughs> I know what 2019 was. 2019, we... <laughs> it was the worst New Year's we've ever had. 2019, none of us stayed till midnight. Oh my God, I remember. They, I left to go to my boyfriend's at the time. And yeah. um, before midnight, uh, and we'd be together for midnight, and they went to Subway. <laughs> and they spent... They rang in the New Year's eating a sub at Subway. I um, remember now slow Snapchats. All of us were like, because we, <laughs> yeah, we thought we're like, you know what? Let's try West End this time. We're Why like, not? West End is the place to be. 
we Marathon. did our yeah, yeah, yeah like sorry by west end i mean let's try queen instead of king um okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, uh, that's uh, not yeah. Like, yeah. yeah yeah let's try um queen west instead of king west and like, thank god what a move what a move it was not um because we ended up at this bar sitting in a booth staring at each other because the bar was like empty nobody was dancing it was just like such a miserable experience that like at 11 we're like all right let's uh you're like, I've had enough. I've had enough. We, we don't need it. Happy yeah. New Year. Have and a we, good one, guys. Have a good one. <laughs> and we just parted ways. Which is so funny because I remember the New Year's before when we went to Spice Road and um, I was like, you guys just pick. Like, we can go wherever. You guys pick. And then next thing I know, it's like a King Street <laughs> bar. And I yeah. was like, that's not what I meant by correct. I meant it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't my anywhere. idea either. No. It wasn't my first choice ever in Toronto. Never. <laughs> ever. I would prefer For to all never our do that again. Toronto listeners out there, it's just the 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 douchiest place. <laughs> in Toronto the King <laughs> West area street. for yeah. um it's it's for yeah. straights first of all it's for the straights yeah. Yeah. um like very straight very straight <laughs> um they're the men are very straight and they work in finance and they probably went to western yeah. and were in some sort yeah. of fraternity <laughs> and the women um I don't know what they do but they go with those finance pros. <laughs> <laughs> they go out and they tag Toronto in their <laughs> Instagram. Exactly. And that's what it is. And you know what? If you're one of those people, good for you. Um, no shade. Uh, it's just not our vibe, the Sarahs that are on it's this not podcast. For me. It's no. not for me. No. That um, being said, we had a good time. Yes, we were under the influence enough I was to say. forget <laughs> where we were. Um, all I remember, all I remember, and this is what I hate about these bars is like, right? Like we go out to the village or, you know, wow, man, it's been years since I've been in Toronto, but College Street Bar, I know they closed. That was the rapey was one, there. right? That was the rapey one. Not that you got rapey vibes when you were there. It was just the owner. Just a, the <laughs> owner and somebody fun. else sexually um, assaulted a woman there. Yeah. yeah. So that was close. But these sorts of places, like, you could dance, you know? And especially, go like, there was not this, like, weird masculine <laughs> energy where, like, you're dancing, but there's, like, a semicircle of guys watching you <laughs> as you dance. <laughs> you know what I mean it's just like you can dance and you're just dancing you dance, yeah right and at the moment you're dancing <laughs> oh what was that other one that we used to always go to that had like the drag night in the Spanish yeah, yeah Rico's oh Rico's right oh <sighs> yeah that was wow. a good time that was a what a girl would do um anyways and then like King Street all I remember about going to Spice Fruit is like <laughs> we were under some sort of influence and we were dancing the only ones i think in the whole in the whole bar because everyone just goes there and they just stand they stand and they crowd around and yeah. that's, and that's, what it. that's, that's what it is that's what it is yeah yeah that's <laughs> yeah. what they do that's what they do and there's they no yell talk yeah boring things into each other's faces yeah so oh, anyways, I mean, we ended up, time. yeah, we ended up ha- enjoying ourselves. Um, we brought the party. We brought the party. Um, so that was nice. Um, I guess <laughs> when I, it's yeah. I don't know where this podcast is going. This is what I mean. <laughs> it could go anywhere we choose for it to go. What I wanted to get the power of editing. The okay, power yes. of editing. What mm, can I? I feel like if I edit it too much, it's going to end up not even sounding like it's flowing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So let's just get back to business. Um, Berlin. Yeah. That was like the, 
worst, the worst, the most challenging thing that I ever did was moving here and the period right after, because honestly, thank God, Jess came to visit me like three weeks into me being here. I just remember being so excited to have her come because I was so homesick. Like I had never been before because it was like, because it's like what I said to you, at least when I came back after my first trip, you know, if you have something that you know you're working towards um, and you know that's your next step, that gives you, I don't know, some security, some purpose, some whatever. And when I got here, even though everything happened pretty smoothly and pretty quickly insofar as, um, you know, I got my visa really, really easily. I found a job at a cafe at least like within, well, I guess it was still two months which I had never been in the position of looking for work before. So all of a sudden you're in this awful position, which it's never fun looking for and applying for jobs, right? And then I'm in a country where I don't speak the language, even though Berlin, you can get by in English. It's not like people told me, which is like, you could go a day without hearing German. False, that's a complete (laughs) lie. It's the German capital, you still, you know. So I would be like scared to leave my apartment because I was just like, I don't speak the language. And like, I felt uncomfortable. I felt homesick. I felt like, oh, you know, I don't have a life. I didn't have a life there. Yeah. Um, and Peter obviously was working. And so he was away. And also I, I never wanted, I said, that was like one of the first things I said was like, I need my own circle of friends. I need my own life. Like, you know, I don't just want to like, he was inviting me out with his friends and stuff. And I was like, very sweet, but I want my own thing. Um, And it takes a long time to get that going. You know, like it's so much at once. Learning a language is like enough on its own. Looking for a job is enough on its own. You know, getting adjusted to a new city, making friends because making friends is a huge energy um consumption if we were hanging out I can just go over to your place and we just like shoot the shit or we just hang out or we just sit there not talking or whatever you know there's no um like (laughs) there's no energy that goes into it correct it's just just easy yeah when you're meeting new people it's like tough and then you have just oh my god like looking for jobs is just the most inherently like even worse than auditions because <laughs> you don't at auditions when people reject you at least you have some sort of feedback because you're there in front of them but like jobs you know you just apply and apply and apply and you never hear anything or you know I heard from one that it didn't work out and then you know it's just it's so so frustrating yeah and also I think because I had this idea people had said of like you can find work so easily as an English um, um you know when your mother tongue is English you don't need the language and that's also not true true <laughs> um and then of course came the lockdown came corona two months into me moving here which actually was like you know not to be insensitive but the first lockdown was great <laughs> for me because it just I it took off all the pressure yeah of like you know what I mean it just gave me time I could just take the language courses I um yeah it just gave me time and to sort of like not feel so much pressure to accomplish every single thing and also Peter was working at home and I love that (laughs) (laughs) and you had someone to hang out with yeah and I had somebody I have I could be with him and like um you know, and we lived next to this like great park and it was great. It was great. <laughs> and it actually like in many ways, you know, even though I wasn't able to experience the city as the city is, it sort of allowed me to sort of slowly integrate. Yeah, yeah. Slowly integrate and like get adjusted without feeling all of this pressure. Cause that was another thing, obviously you feel this pressure to like, and Peter got a job very quickly out of his master's, you know, as did my brother, as did a lot of my friends. Like very rarely does someone who studied art history get a job. (laughs) (laughs) It was like all the like business students got, you know, jobs, like five job offers on the table, you know, like the art students are like, I don't know. I think I'm going to focus on my art or I'm going to study more. Like I'm going to fuck off to Berlin and like, like, um, so 
the job thing is still sort of ongoing. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and I also start, I started writing a lot more in the first lockdown, like we were talking about sort of having this sort of creative outlet and found that that's something I've always journaled, but that's something that I felt like I was quite good at and I like doing. Um, And so now with like the work that I found at the magazine, it's sort of nice because I feel like I'm actually doing that and doing something that I'm, you know, putting into practice, at least in the field of what I studied, you know, not that I would say that that's extremely important is to get into the line of work that you studied. It's just that that's the natural trajectory, you know, right. Because I studied art history because I love art history. Yes. Um, But I also love a lot of things. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, you know, I don't even know if I would be happy working in a sales gallery, for example, where it's less about, it's more about sales than it is about art. I don't even know if I would be happy working in a museum. So it just depends. It's one of those things. It's the same thing as like knowing what you want to study. I think you don't really know the job that you would be happy doing until you sort of do it. Exactly. And I think that's the, it's the same with me is when I decided to go back and do my undergrad in psychology, um, I was doing it because A, I decided I wanted to get an undergrad degree. I kind of just like also just needed an undergrad degree. Um, And B, I did it in psychology because I wanted to study something because I love it. I want to study something that I love that I find interesting and fascinating rather than doing a program that I'm not going to like, but that'll get me a job. I didn't want to chase the job because first of all, I didn't even know what job I wanted. So why chase a job that I have no idea what I want and what I would get when I can and like waste money on that and be miserable and probably drop out again when I can just study something that I actually love and find interesting and enjoy studying. And so that's what I've done. And I love my program. I don't think I would pick a different program. Like this is definitely one of my passions, I would say. Um, But do I know what I want to do job wise, what job I'm getting out of it? Absolutely not. I still have no idea. I don't think I want to go into a psych position in any way sure I think I would like to be in a line of work where I can apply the knowledge that I've received in my education um, just to kind of add to my skill set but to be in a position where it's like 100% like counseling or something like that I don't want to do that that's not yeah I wanted to get out of my degree but I also think I feel very strongly because it's not like I'm totally romantic about it. Obviously you have to be able to find a job. And, you know, I would, I wouldn't recommend that somebody study business if they're going to hate business. Not at all. You know, um, I am so happy that I studied what I studied, even though it's, (laughs) you know, it's not the most employable thing, but I also feel that university, all it does, all it should do is teach you how to think, you know, and my, I felt really grateful to philosophy for that. I felt like that was exactly just what it, yeah, what it did for me, but the whole of, of studying, right. It like, and my, my uncle said that about when he was hiring, um, you know, that somebody who has studied just, you know, knows how to write, they know how to research, they know how to think. I think that is such a huge part of it is just that you, And then when it's something that you're really engaged in, that you are passionate about and that you are really interested in, then you're engaged with it. And then you are learning and you're just using your mind and you're expanding your mind. And I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how many people actually, I don't know, end up doing specifically what they studied or again, how much that really matters. I guess I want to know um about any did you have any expectations for yourself um or did you have any external expectations that influenced the choices you made in your 20s in your early 20s expectations that influenced the decisions I had made um I mean 
you know, it's so funny because like, I think I'm an ambitious gal. Um, <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> I just, I think because I have this general feeling of like, I will just be happy wherever I <laughs> end up, you know, like I, you know, which is obviously good. And, and um, I've always been, I mean, I'm an Aquarius. The one thing I know about Aquarius, <laughs> Aquarii, Aquariuses, is that we're a little bit all over the place, aren't we? We're air signs. That's what my mom always tells me anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> so I don't know if I ever like really had a clear vision of like, I want to be a curator. I Even when I was acting, I don't even think I had like a, I'm going to be an actor. You know, like that's partially why my agent was like, what? what? What are you doing? Yeah, unfortunately, I'm <laughs> going to drop don't you. Care. Yeah, you do not care about this. So I was like, correct. Um, you know, so it, it's like, it's awful sometimes because it can be, yeah, better to maybe have direction. But it's great, I think, for the most part that it's open to, to whatever comes its way. So like, in terms of expectations, I mean, it's so hilarious, right? Because I think in high school, we had the conversation of like, I'm going to be married by the time I'm 22. And I'm going to have kids by the time I'm 24. And I'm going to have a house and five horses and six dogs and like have, you know, a million dollars and like all this stuff. Um, I think, I don't know if I had any expectations. I don't think so. I knew that I wanted to focus on my education. That was really important to me. Um, I, it's funny because if I feel like in many ways, Berlin, like ending up here and living in Europe suited me very well and was something that I was drawn to, yeah. not that I ever wanted to, or loved the idea of living away from family and friends, but just having the experience, but no, I mean, do you feel like you I feel like you and I are quite similar and we are quite similar in the sense that we don't know where we're going, but we know we're going to end up somewhere. Yeah. And (laughs) we are going to be at a place. We're going to be at a destination at some point. uh, With people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We don't. (laughs) We don't. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's really nice in a way because, you know, when you have just these general, like, I just want to be with a good person and be fulfilled and be happy with myself and have good friends and good family and be stimulated and stuff like. Yeah. And I think that, and that's the thing is because there are societal expectations, right. That we don't fit into because what society, at least North American society tells you how we grew up is that you go to school, you go to school until you're 18, then you graduate high school and then you go to college or university and then you get a job and you work until you retire. And that is no way to live. In my opinion, I don't want to be going to school every day until I'm going to work every day and just be a miserable, depressed human being that has had no experiences for myself, who is just working for the man. And like, that's, that's not for me. I just, I'm not that person Yeah, like that box. It doesn't suit me and it suits some people. And that's fabulous if you are into that, but that's not what I'm into. And so I think that expectation from society, cause it makes people uncomfortable when you don't follow the status quo. Right. When they and I can tell by the amount of times I have people asking me, what am I doing? What am I going to do? What am I doing? When am I graduating? What am I doing after I graduate? What job am I looking for? Like I get so many questions from my inner circle, from my outer circle, from my friends. And it's like they can't just accept the fact that I'm going to do whatever I do when it happens. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like I don't have a concrete plan, but I know that I am a smart, capable, competent young lady and I will get it done when I need to get it done and don't worry about it. You know? Yeah. That's the, that's the main thing is just that everybody has their trajectory. Right. And you know, it's so funny because I always think 
how my brother and I look at each other and um, you know, he did the trajectory, right? Yes. He did his, I mean, he had the one year in China where he studied, <laughs> where he went to study and just traveled for, um, you know, the whole time. Um, but, you know, he, he um, did his undergrad, he did his master's, he got a job in his field immediately and not just in his field working for the government right the most secure respectable job um and he just went right into it and my friend andrew is the same actually but andrew is is younger and andrew yeah studied abroad and it's a little bit different but i think with charlie i always looked at him and was like i'm so envious of just how you know easy i was always envious of his knowledge anyways yeah and he was like you know intelligence but um he just made it look so easy in that regard and I think he looks at my life and you know especially where he's at right now because the government is such a fixed job right and um he's really it really ties you to a place and Mm -hmm. um and he really sort of I think wishes that he maybe took another year off or something but he's really sort of has wanderlust right now and I was able to study abroad and now to live in um, a different country and do these trips, which also he's been able to do really amazing trips. But I think that's something that he would like to do is live elsewhere. And so, you know, you can't really have it. I mean, it's not true. People have it both ways (laughs) these days, working remotely and stuff. but I, but I think, yeah, I, I, all that is to say is that everybody has their own trajectory and all you can do is just do what works for you in the moment. And I remember Charlie saying that to me as well when I was in my undergrad, because I was so annoyed that people would be like, philosophy, what are you going to do with that? What are you doing with your degree? And he was like, you just have to be firm with them and just make something up or even just be firm in the answer of like, I don't know, but I'm fine with that. Or you know what I mean? As a yeah, I would always be like, I don't know. Yeah, that's so true. Like, oh yeah, so stupid that I'm so studying this. Like, you know, just be, just be like, yeah, I'm doing what works for me, and I am working towards something. Don't you worry. And I feel like if you have some sort of goal, even if it's just a goal of just like happiness working on yourself just doing something then that's all you need to do I think it's really important for whatever you want to call it happiness fulfillment to for at any age right to have purpose to have meaning and stop all comparisons because comparisons that's what really get you is because yes society has a vision of you know how we're supposed to be and act in our 20s but comparing yourself to other people and where other people are that's not going to help you in any way no and it's like what we said everybody it's such a dumb thing it's so dumb right because everybody is doing their own thing and everybody is a different person, you know? So why would you, why, (laughs) you know, and I say this as somebody who obviously has fallen into that trap like gazillions of times. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was what was so, I, I went through periods in the, you know, last year when I would just get so frustrated and just like, I never felt, I would always be like, I just feel like I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing anything. Even though I was like stressing myself out with all of these things that I was trying to do, I felt like I was accomplishing nothing. And, you know, you have to just like check yourself. And I think it's really, really important to just look back on the things that you have done, you know? Yeah. And that's, yeah, what you have accomplished. And so there was this quote that I, that really stuck with me. It's like, compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not to who somebody else is today or something like this. And I think that's sort of a nice idea. It's like, okay, if you feel like you are, you know, growing or learning or becoming more fulfilled, that's all you need, I think. 
Yeah. Um, but you know, I feel like that's one thing that is just like a truism that everybody is trying to work on. Don't compare yourself to other people. Um, but you know, in the world of social media, it's not always such an easy thing to accomplish. Agreed. But that doesn't make it not true. So it doesn't make it. All yeah. you kids listening out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure kids are going to be listening to this. <laughs> All you preteens, teenagers, <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you. Yeah, I um, I would agree with that. Social media definitely um, affects how we see ourselves and how we see other people. And I think it's really important to understand that social media is what people want you to see you know it's the life that they want you to think that they have it's not necessarily reality and if you can just hold on to that and remember that then it'll make for a much healthier experience on the apps the apps the apps <laughs> whether it's instagram or twitter or yeah well sarah foster yeah. we have been on this call for almost two hours i know and i have to pee um we'll we'll end it i do just have one last question for you oh, it would okay. be now that we're 27, we are in our late 20s. We still have a couple more years to go, yeah. but we are hitting the end of our road. And I would like to ask you, knowing what you know now, yeah. if there's anything you could tell yourself, 20-year-old, 21, 22, what would you tell yourself knowing what you know now? Now what I know now? Okay, well, the first thing would be, as I said, go to classes. (laughs) Right. Attend your classes. Just go. Just go. It's like the easiest thing you can do. Just attend your class. Um, The second thing, do you mean like words of wisdom or like words of of consolation or like um, whatever you, whatever you feel like. Yeah. yeah. Without being like, Hey, you're going to move to Berlin. Like that's not what I mean. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, girl. <laughs> Have you got something? Yeah. <laughs> Have we got something planned for you? Yeah. Prepare yourself. Hold on to your horses. Um, oh, God. I don't know. <laughs> Besides go to class. The other one, unfortunately, is also about <laughs> my education, which would be maybe put a little bit more effort into your master's insofar as I didn't care about my grades at all. Cause I was just like, I'm just here to learn. Which I was, <laughs> I got a great education, but it's like, you could have tried a bit harder in your papers just in case I wanted to do a PhD later on, which now I think maybe I might want to at some point. Um, <laughs> just be patient. It'll be, it'll be fine. I think that's a general thing that everybody could sort of tell themselves. Okay. That works. <laughs> So if you're 20 years old and you're listening to this, um, stay in school, oh, go you're to sure class. Like, stay in school, go to class. But that the takeaway from that would just be the little things. And it's funny because I do keep journals so I can go back and read them, which is like my favorite pastime <laughs> when I'm feeling nostalgic. Um, would just be just that, like, don't stress about these, like, you know, it's such a cliche piece of advice, but just don't stress over the little things all the time. It's just not worth it. And you don't have any control over it. And like things will work themselves out if you just keep going and like keep working and keep trying and keep sort of centering yourself and focusing on, on, like who you are and what you want, I think then it'll be fine. It's just like, uh, that's a big thing that it's so, so easy to get caught up, or at least for me to get caught up in just these like little things that I'm like, oh my God, but where will I be living in five years? Will I see my family? Like, uh, you know, all this stuff. And it's just like, cross that bridge when you get to it, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Don't worry about it, girl. You'll live somewhere. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, doing doing a thing. Doing a thing. So that's that's all I can say, unfortunately. Yeah, you know, I'm not a life coach. Sorry. That's okay. Maybe we'll talk to <laughs> one on here at some yeah. point. Um, well, thank you so much for agreeing to chat with me. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for asking me. And um for sharing your wonderful insight and letting my listeners know that you live in Berlin. Yeah. That's the one, if I want there to be one takeaway from this whole podcast. That she's living in Berlin. You guys, you guys know where I am. It's Berlin. It's yeah. Berlin. If you didn't know before, that's where she's living currently is Berlin. <laughs> that's all you need to know, really. All you need to know about her. <laughs> I'm in a flat. Beautiful a European flat. flat. With oh, yes. high, high ceilings. I'm just so envious of this gorgeous apartment. That is one thing that we got very, very right. Very lucky. And you're almost fluent in German. That is a huge thing that I, that is a huge thing. That's a huge accomplishment. <laughs> is... That is something that I thought I would literally never climb that mountain. You're like the level below fluency, right? Yeah, I'm getting there. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. intermediate. She's an intermediate German Thank speaker. God. Thank God. And she and can- when I was when I said I could go back to myself at the beginning of this journey and tell myself it'll be okay. It was about the language. <laughs> <laughs> you will be okay. You, you will, will do it. it. <laughs> you will do it. You'll get there, I swear. You will learn <laughs> it and you will become a Jedi. <sighs> a German immigrant. Yeah. That I already have, unfortunately. Yeah. But like, I, it still blows my mind every day knowing that you're just like walking around speaking German to people. <laughs> <laughs> like not English, like you're speaking. You have a second language now and it's weird to me. It's so yeah, it's cool. Weird. Though. Yeah. It's cool. It's the coolest thing. It's one of the coolest things I've ever. I'm really happy that I did it. All right. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Coming on, me friend, and um, enjoy the rest of your day. Talk soon. Yeah, talk to you soon. I'm gonna go pee. Okay, you enjoy that. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Love you. Goodbye. Hi, thanks for listening. If you're listening to this, it means that you've reached the end of my podcast and that's pretty cool. I promise this will be done soon. Um, I actually just wanted to do a quick little fact check. Uh, So there are two things that I want to quickly clarify. The first being um, when Sarah Flosser and I are talking about taking a break from school, I said that I didn't take a break from school which technically I didn't. Um, My mom did force me to go back to school. However, I did switch. Uh, So I left the school and the program that I was officially at um, for first year and I went to a different school and a different program. So technically I didn't take time off of school. However, I did transfer to a different school and program. The second thing I wanted to fact check is when we're talking about Reese Witherspoon's Wild, I mentioned that there's a TV show where a woman tries to do the wild experience and goes to the trail and everything, but then doesn't end up doing it. Um, Almost immediately after the episode, I did remember where this was from, and this is Gilmore Girls, A Year in a Life, and Lorelai, she goes and tries to do the wild trail, um, but then doesn't end up going through with it. And yeah, that's about it. That's my fact check. Um, I hope you liked the episode. Sorry for the volume inconsistency. Hopefully it'll be better next time. All right, ciao.